everyone, and welcome back to HBH Podcast, Episode 4. And today, we will be talking about the five NFL teams that had the best offseason. And this is not including the recent NFL draft with a special guest who will be talking PLL draft, which happened last night with the lacrosse season. So we will wait for him now. Hey, Brendan. What's up? Nothing much. Um, so the PLL draft happened last night, and you yes, are a very big lacrosse fan. So uh, take it away. All right. I want, there's only like two people I really want to talk about. Obviously, Grant and to the Archers, that's big for them. Be insane. I think he's, you know, he's just the best. But I think what surprised me was in round two, pick 12, Jeff Teach goes to chaos. That just surprised me because he, there was a sign of him going, he was going to do his other year, fifth year of eligibility. But then all of a sudden he's going to the thing. I think that's just a steal. Yeah. He's got a bunch of good players. But Archer's definitely won. Yeah, I mean, Grant Almond from Penn State, he's an attackman. And after the Archers lost Christian Cuchinell, I mean, they needed an attackman. And I feel like they got him to add to their big front three of Will Manny, Marcus Holman, and now Grant Almond. I, I feel like it will really boost their offense. And, of course, I think as well, as you said, the chaos needed like a, needed a good draft, and I feel like they got a, a, a very good draft, and they were the winners of it. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and uh, also, what, um, also what was good for the Archers is um, they, got, um, they, they, got, they got another guy named – I think his name is Jack Peel or something like that. And he is very good, I think. And, I mean, oh, Jack Rapine, my bad. And he's a defenseman. Oh, uh, Rapine? Rapine, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Jack Rapine and I'm from Johns Hopkins. And I feel like they, the Archers also need, also need a defenseman. And I feel like that would really help them because the Archers didn't do so great last year. And I feel like in this upcoming PL Championship Series, I feel like they will do much better. Yeah. They're like with you just in the draft, the uh, what was whatever that draft was, but I mean, I mean, you still got to look like the Redwoods are still gonna probably be good. I mean, I lost Salcedo, but I mean, he wasn't that big uh, team competitor, but he was still there, so I think it's just it's really anyone's game, but I mean. The people that are just going to stay at the bottom are still going to be list. I mean, they did get, you know, Rob Pinnell, but it's just we don't know how he's going to mesh with that team. So, yeah. And um, I have a question: uh, which PL, uh, which team do you think will win the championship series? You know, it's up there. I think. The Redwoods, but I think the Archers probably are going to win because they just probably the best attack, and they're just going to plow through everyone. But I mean, I, it's anyone's game. I mean, we saw in the uh, regular season, 
that just everybody, uh, you know, was putting up a fight, but it was, but it was just, I mean, the Redwoods were the fourth best team, but then they ended up going uh, second in the, uh, in the final. So it's anyone's game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a question about well, the draft. Um. So. What are some examples of like big lacrosse colleges that a lot of players get drafted from? Are there like any in particular that are like have the most success? That's like it's so weird because it. I mean, it used to be like Duke, all like the Duke, all those big name schools were, you know, um, Yale, Notre Dame, all these big team, like schools are. And Maryland, like those are just the big schools. But I mean, more like the guys in here that are just like out of the blue. Uh, Penn State, they're like a powerhouse right now. Army, usually never see guys from there. Marist, never see. Holy Cross, they're, you know, you never see Aware, you never see that high point. It's like, it's like over the board, but how schools, which is, but. Yeah. Because I mean, also, I mean, in the regular season, like, there were some teams that were, like, full of um, players from Maryland and, like, all those, like, Johns Hopkins. Like, um, and, like, they were just, like, a team full of chemistry from different colleges. But now, since many, like, colleges are being added, like, as you said, Delaware, um, Holy Cross, Army, all those colleges, you see, like, that more players will come in and, like, the team has to get used to them in order to perform better. Yeah, but, I mean, we saw – I think it was the best – I think the – and all that and going back to, like, choosing people from the top schools. I mean, the you know, the Whipsnakes, they were – they won. They had all their guys were from Maryland. They all had chemistry, so they were able to do so much better. While, you know, with the Redwoods, everybody's from Notre Dame and they're all – just, they all have that chemistry, so it's just it's really just a game of chemistry. So, like for instance, the Water Dogs, like they don't have guys that have played with each other already, but there's not like you know going to the Water Dogs. It's really just there's just a bunch of people. So let's see like what chemistry does. So yeah, well, Brendan, thank you for coming on. Um, coming on, and I hopefully you can um, come on another episode. Yeah, you have to let me know. I'll try to talk about anything. There's a lot of stuff going yeah. on right now. All right, thank you, um, guys. Well, I'll see you later, Brendan. See you, boys. Well, um, that was a nice segment about lacrosse, but now we're going to get started with the top five <laughs> best teams that had a – Great off season. So Harry, start us off. Uh, number five on my list is the New Orleans Saints. They got Emmanuel Sanders and Malcolm Jenkins, and that's really the two biggest notable additions. But um, Emmanuel Sanders can really like fill in that hole that can help their offense even more. Uh, if you remember last year, they lost in overtime, so maybe just a little bit better wide receiver. In, I guess can um could have gotten them some more points and let them win that game. Yeah. 
for uh for my number five, um, I also have the New Orleans Saints. Um, as you said, Malcolm Jenkins and um, Emmanuel Sanders was a great pickup for them. Um, it'll give Drew Brees another option other than Michael Thomas, and um, Malcolm Jenkins will help them a lot. And um, although they got rid of Teddy Bridgewater, or not got rid of, but he left in free agency, but um, they signed they signed Jameis Winston, which will the second. Uh, probably second quarterback and I think that, that really helped them with the loss of Teddy Bridgewater as Taysom Hill might not be the best at playing quarterback but um I definitely have them up there yeah and for me I think I think we're all agreeing here and I think um I'm gonna go with the New Orleans Saints as the number five team I feel like as Harry said Emmanuel Sanders and Malcolm Jenkins I feel like they got a decent cornerback, I'm, I'm pretty sure, Malcolm Jenkins from the Eagles, and they got Emmanuel Sanders, obviously, from the 49ers. I mean, you got a wide receiver who is who proved himself last season when the 49ers went to the Super Bowl, and that just boosts the Saints' offense, and I feel like it will make them much better this season, and hopefully they can get um, further and deeper into the playoffs. For my number four spot, I have the Buffalo Bills. Um, Stephon Diggs, who they got, was huge. It'll really help out their offense, but they also did a lot for their defense with Klein, Addison, Jefferson, and Butler. And they did lose Shaq Lawson and Jordan Phillips, but I, I think it, it really helped their team. It'll be a lot better next year. Yeah, yeah that's, we're going to agree with you there. Um I also have the Buffalo Bills as my number four spot. Um, obviously, the pickup of Stefan Diggs was great for them. I think that was the major move that got them there. Of course, as Harry said, the additions on the defense also helped them. But um, I think Stefan Diggs uh, really helps them at the wide receiver core and gives jo- Josh Allen a great uh, <laughs> receiver to throw to. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. So, for my number four team, I'm going to go with, even though I do agree that the Bills had a great offseason by bringing in Stefan Diggs, I'm actually going to go with the Chicago Bears on this one because they knew that Mitchell Trubisky, even though he formed great in previous years, I feel like this year was not really his year, and they brought in Nick Foles from the Jaguars. And then they got Ted Ginn Jr. from the Saints, who is, who is a talented receiver. And then the Saints obviously replaced him with Emmanuel Sanders. But I think the Bears, they knew that they needed some talented players in this mm-hmm. office to compete with the Vikings, Packers, maybe even the Lions. But they, they knew that they were in the lower half of their division, and they know that they want to make the playoffs in the next few years. And I feel like they might be able to with these new additions. For my number three spot, I have the Miami Dolphins. Uh, They did a lot for their defense with Jones, Van Noy, and Lawson. Um, 
this team was tanking last year and they had a great draft and with the and with the great free agency that they got for their defense, I think that they're gonna have a really decent year next year. You know they did. But um first and foremost, um I'm gonna be disagreeing with Ben. Um I I like I'll I really think that the Bears will won't and will never make it to the playoffs within the next five years or say. But although Mitchell Trubisky is like not a great quarterback, they obviously did they would want an upgrade. And Nick Foles could be helping them. Maybe they he was favored to be starting quarterback, but he randomly showed up in the in Super Bowl what year was it? I don't know, but Super Bowl fifty two he just randomly showed up and won the Super Bowl for the Eagles. And then he, since then, he just. Uh, and also, Tedkin Jr. is like a veteran. He's not. He he can help them, but he won't help them too much. But um, otherwise, um, at my number three, at my number three spot, I have the Cardinals getting DeAndre Hopkins was the was that was the biggest steal ever. I don't know why Bill O'Brien is like that but he is the they got they didn't even have to give up a first round pick they may have they they did have to give up um david johnson i think but um they do have Kenyon drake which is great and um just having the just stealing the best wide receiver in the draft and not even a first round pick and only your second string running back i think is a pretty good deal yeah and I'm going to have to agree with Hudson here. I think the Cardinals bring in an uh, excellent wide receiver, arguably the best in the league. You could argue that. And um, But DeAndre Hopkins was one of the – was probably the greatest steal of this free agency, in my opinion. I, I think the way Bill O'Brien I, – I feel like he, they could have – Got they they could have like got more assets from the Cardinals, but they just traded away uh, DeAndre for uh, David Johnson. Even though David Johnson is a good running back, he's solid. But I feel like they just gave up too much with DeAndre Hopkins. I think he's past his prime. Yeah, but still, I mean, David Johnson is talented as yeah. He, but like, I feel like the Cardinals, even though like in the NFC West, they've been getting dominated for the past few years, but I feel like this will be their rise, and I feel like they could push for the playoffs. Yeah, both speed there. <clears throat> um, uh, am I am and, I number two spot? Oh, I'm sorry, Hudson, do you want to say something? No, it's good. Okay, sorry. Uh, at my number two spot, I have the Cardinals. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins was the steal of free agency. They didn't have to give much up for him. And it's really important that they got him and paired him with Larry Fitzgerald because they're in a very difficult division with the 49ers and Seahawks. So I think that uh, that getting him for, like, just David Johnson in, like, a draft pick was huge. And it will really help their team be better in the next. Yeah. On my number two spot, I have the, uh, I have the Miami Dolphins. Um they, they um, I don't even know where to start. Byron Jones was the by far not the best pickup in free agency, but the best pickup for the team. Um, 
I think that uh, Eric Flowers from the Redskins definitely would help our offensive tackle. A lot of our good assets came from the draft, but um, from free agency, obviously Byron Jones and Eric Flowers were our top two. Um, we also got some help on the defense and offense, both sides getting um, Jordan Howard and Matt Breida. I really think that helps us at the running backs spot. And um, we also got some great spots on the defense, which definitely puts them up there at number two. Yeah, and uh, for me, for my number two, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, coming into this offseason, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers knew they needed first a QB. They got that. They got a maybe one of the best of all time, Tom Brady, probably the best of all time. And then they got Gronk, a legendary tight end, too. And I feel like they brought veterans to help with their wide receivers and the whole of their offense with Robert Gronkowski being a mentor to A.J. Howard with a okay defense. But I feel like even though Brady and Gronk signed, or at least Brady, I believe, signed a one-year contract, I feel like it will help their team move like to get better in the future. And that's why I put the Bucks at my number two. At my number one spot, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski are two of the best players of all time. They were both on the NFL 100 team. It went seven and nine last year. But I think because of Brady and Gronkowski, they'll much better and compete with the Saints for the NFC South. And they, they've been needing um, a spot in the playoffs for a long time, and I think that this could give it to them. Yeah, they've, they've been getting close to the playoffs, but they just haven't gotten there. I also have, I also have the Bucks at my number one spot. Um, obviously, Jameis Winston hasn't been doing it for them. I think it was a smart move to let him walk in free agency and try to sign a bigger asset, which obviously ended up being Tom Brady. That's the main reason I had them up there. Gronk would be a great Gronk. Um, this is actually his like thirty first birthday today, but um, he'll, he'll definitely help them. Um, they had like OJ Howard, I think, at the tight end spot, so that'll have a, that'll be an upgrade. And um, with the duo trio or what? I don't know, but with the duo wide receivers, Mike Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, Goodwin. I think that um, I think that that will be unstoppable, but they'll. I think they might have to improve at the running back spot, but um, with Brady, Godwin, and Evans, that that and Gronk, that could be unstoppable. Yeah, and um, at my number one spot, I'm gonna go with the Baltimore Ravens, and. I mean, in this offseason, they got Calais Campbell and Matt Judon. And those are some super talented defensive players that could add to their already stacked defense. And their offense is already insane with Lamar Jackson, Hollywood Brown. And even though Mark Ingram is old, I feel like he'll still be solid for them with J.K. Dobbins uh, just getting drafted by them. And I feel like even though they gave up, of course, Hayden Hurst and 
which is their tight end. I feel like I got, well, I do feel like they will easily win the AFC North and push farther into the playoffs, which they failed to do last year. But um, thank you, thank you guys for listening to episode four of our podcast. Even though this is a shorter episode, and hopefully we will see you in the next episode. And stay safe, everyone.